This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News. Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. In just eight days, Alabama will be holding its party primary election. That is where Republicans and Democrats will choose between the various candidates that are running for a particular political office. The resulting winner will then go up against the opposing party in November. On Tuesday, May 24th, which is a week from tomorrow, the primary election will take place at polling precincts across the the state of Alabama. The Daily Detail will be reminding our listeners all this week about the primary voting that is coming up since it's an important part of the election process. It's where voters can determine from the very start who is a candidate who best articulates, upholds, and executes the values that have been established within the political party. Millions of dollars from out-of-state entities have been pumped into Alabama in order to influence this upcoming open Senate seat race, political action committees based out of Washington, D.C. are seeking to promote one candidate or attack another in an effort to send a senator to Washington, D.C. who will be more accommodating to the ways of Washington. The latest update on PAC money, which is a political action committee, shows an estimated $20 million or more has been spent in Alabama in order to portray certain candidates in a good light as well as the others in a bad light, so that Alabamians will vote a certain way. The website opensecrets.org can help a voter see where all of this PAC money is coming from and who it's designed to help. Alabama's future is one of those PACs here that's been spending millions of dollars in Alabama for this particular Senate race. Alabama Patriots, Alabama Rhino PAC, and Club for Growth are three other groups. So far, the three top candidates in the Republican Senate primary race are not going to hold a public debate with each other in order to dispute any of these claims going about that have been funded by the PAC ads. Mike Durant refused to commit to a date for a a debate that was going to be held by the Alabama Republican Party. This caused Katie Britt to withdraw her agreement to take part in the debate with Mo Brooks, and that has left Mo Brooks the only one willing to show up. An Alabama judge has now ruled to block certain aspects of a state law from being implemented shortly after it officially went into effect. U.S. District Judge Lyle Burks ruled that transgender surgeries cannot take place in the state of Alabama according to the recently passed law to protect minors under the age of 19. The judge did rule against the part of the law that makes it a felony for a doctor to prescribe puberty-blocking drugs or cross-sex hormones for someone who is under the age of 19 and experiencing gender dysphoria. Alabama Attorney General Steve Marshall says he is disappointed by the court ruling and is now working on filing an appeal to support the law, which was passed by state legislators this past legislative session. The lawsuit that resulted in this recent ruling comes from two families here in the state with teens who are seeking gender reassignment hormones and potentially surgery. A first-time-ever award has been given to the Huntsville International Airport. That airport will now be a landing site for space vehicles, in particular the Dream Chaser vehicle that moves crew and cargo to places like the International Space Station. The Dream Chaser is set to make six missions for NASA to resupply the International Space Station. The Federal Aviation Administration has approved Huntsville as a landing option for the Dream Chaser starting this coming 2023. The Dream Chaser is developed by the Sierra Nevada Corporation. 
An Athens man is being held on over a million-dollar bond after drugs were seized from his home. Authorities found one pound of the deadly fentanyl, along with multiple firearms. 29-year-old Jonathan Rice is being charged with drug trafficking. The search of Rice's home came after an investigation was conducted by the Limestone County Narcotics Unit and the FBI North Alabama Task Force. The region's tradition golf tournament was held this past weekend in central Alabama, and Steve Stryker walked away as the PGA Tour champion. Stryker lost in the same playoff last year, only to come back with a 4-under-68 score for Sunday. This is Stryker's second region's tradition title. He joins the ranks of Jack Nicklaus, Gil Morgan, Fred Funk, and Bernard Langer in having multiple wins at this central Alabama golf tournament. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, two mass shootings occurred on both sides of, of the U.S. coast, one on the east and the other on the west. The first occurred at a supermarket in Buffalo, New York, where a man opened fire, killing 10 people and injuring three others. 18-year-old Peyton Gendron has been identified as the gunman. Gendron was eventually captured and arrested by police. Authorities are currently conducting a search of his parents' home for more information on what motivated the teenager in the shooting. And in Laguna, California, a shooting occurred at the Geneva Presbyterian Church on Sunday. One person was killed, four others injured. Reports are coming in that the churchgoers sprang into action to detain the gunman after he started to open fire. 30 to 40 people were at the church when it happened. They were able to subdue the man and tie him up with an extension cord until authorities arrived. The identity of this shooter is yet to be released to the public. There is a disturbing story that has only come to light since April, and it involves the Biden administration and national sovereignty for the United States when it comes to health and personal rights. The World Health Organization has an amendment to be voted on in their World Health Assembly, which is set for May 22nd. That amendment was proposed by the Biden administration to empower the WHO director in declaring a health emergency in any nation that is deemed to have a health emergency or even a potential threat of a health emergency. Officials from within the Biden administration sent the new amendments in January of this year to the WHO, and the proposal gives this global organization unilateral intervention capabilities with any nation suspected of having a health emergency. The WHO director can then work with other nations and global organizations to address the nation that's having a so-called health crisis. The WHO does not need to consult with that nation in order for the health action to take place. This would severely limit the United States or any other sovereign nation from making their own decisions when it comes to a health crisis. Dr. Peter Bregan is a Harvard Medical School graduate and U.S. psychiatrist who has in the past consulted with the National Institute of Mental Health and is a lecturer at John Hopkins and George Mason University. Bregan spoke on Real America's Voice about this whole issue. They're going to vote in Geneva on May 22nd through 28th the uh, 193 members who will probably show up, the U, every UN member is a member of WHO. So uh, May 22nd through 28th, so it's quite urgent. There is a five-month grace period or six-month grace period in which they could then withdraw. Each nation could say, no, we made a mistake, but we've got to really shame these people and get them to stop this. Uh, because after it then, once they've succeeded with this, their next step are the treaties and the treaties that they want to make with the world are making the global health control totally 
by Tedros. And that's the quote I read you earlier, uh, making who the leading and directing authority on global health, the center of global architecture. That's the essence of the treaties that will then follow what they're doing right now. We're facing a disaster for uh, the country. And the only thing that can stop it is election right now. I mean, we've got to recapture the nation. We have got to regain the nation for conservative, uh, freedom-loving, patriotic, God-fearing people to stand up and say uh, America is the shining light of liberty. And yes, we are the enemy of globalism because we are the only major force now in the way of globalism. They want to take out our sovereignty and that's a part of what Joe Biden is doing with almost every one of his actions that make no sense. Just ask, is it weakening? U.S. Congress may decide to fight this latest proposal from Biden, or they may not. When it comes to the COVID-19 virus outbreak, the Washington Post is reporting that COVID relief funds that were voted for and implemented by Congress have been ripped off by con artists to the tune of $163 billion dollars. The Labor Department has been able to recover $4.1 billion of the $163 billion pandemic-related benefits that were sent out and eventually intercepted by fraudsters and thieves. Gene Sperling with the Washington Post wrote in his report that lack of state-to-state data sharing, weak identity controls, and the explosion of unemployment claims allowed for a tidal wave of identity fraud and theft in the year 2020. The U.S. Secret Service also acknowledged that the amount of money defrauded from the government and ultimately the U.S. taxpayer is at least around $163 billion. It could be more. The Secret Service is still trying to get a handle on the true amount. The Inspector General for the U.S. Justice Department, Michael Horowitz, says the government just cannot keep up with this level of widespread fraud. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. Don't forget to check out Right Side Radio and host Phil Williams as he talks about the Alabama Senate race heating up. I I ran you through the horse racing polls that we're in right now for the U.S. Senate race. Talked about it a little bit uh, with Brooks and, I mean, with uh, Durant. And I'll probably cover some of that uh, um, with uh, uh, Mo Brooks when he calls in. Uh, Because right now, according to the latest poll, I mean, you you can't count anybody out. I mean, it's, it's down to it. And here they are, all three polling at the top. One's on top. The other two are down. The another one's on top, and the other two are down. This race has been all over the place, and the crazy thing is, it's not because the candidates are all so similar. They are all extremely different. I've said multiple times what I really wish I had. I would endorse. The, I would break my rule and endorse the candidate if I had something like Katie Britt's personality and connections with Mike Durant's resume and Mo Brooks's voting record. If I had all three wrapped up into one candidate, they'd be like a super candidate, and, uh, and I would feel like we could just go with it and call it done. But we don't. We have those three. Each one brings their own nuances. You guys got to get to know them, y'all. Got to get to know them. You can find more of that podcast at rightsideradio.org. If you have been enjoying The Daily Detail... Keep in mind that you can subscribe to get these reports directly to your smartphone or electronic device. You can do so by going on Spotify or Apple Podcasts and hitting the subscribe button. I'm Andrea Tice. I'll be back again on Tuesday. 
I look forward to updating you then. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values. 